put them in front. He doesn't miss. Amira puts on the Jets, runs to 10 metres and suckers the goal. Well, Hawks fans, the long wait is almost over. We're just days away from the start of the 2019 home and away season with the Hawks travelling to take on Adelaide in what should be a cracking contest. There's plenty to discuss there, plus plenty happening around the club, so let's get on with it. Welcome to a jam-packed edition of the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me as always is a man who's equally excited for the season ahead. G'day, Tiz. G'day, Nick. How are you? Good, mate. I am psyched for the Hawks to be back in action. Finally. I mean, just, it's such a long summer, isn't it? I can't wipe the smile off my face with Nash being elevated. Oh, yes. You're in a particularly good mood this week. We'll get to that, <laughs> certainly. But uh, oh, there's, there's a lot to like about... Um, about Hawthorne this year. We're a very intriguing team, even if the media don't agree. We've got some excellent talent uh, in the stands, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Come on now. I reckon the, the the team that we're going to field this week, though I know it's not a team at 100%, we don't have our best 22 out there, I think there's still danger in riding off this Hawks outfit. Against Adelaide, who practically haven't had an injury all summer. Well, it's about time they had some luck, you admit. <laughs> Oh, they've just been mothballing them, have they? Well, I just mean between the physical and psychological scarring that they've had over the past two years. Yeah. They've finally copped a break, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a difficult way to start the year. uh, We get no free rides. Well, didn't you uh, point out in an earlier podcast, we have just about, I think, the second hardest draw in the competition. Yeah, we do. That's what finishing fourth will get you, I guess. They learned their lesson. We finished 13th once. (laughs) They put us into the middle six. We make top four. They're like, oh, what the? <laughs> Not going to let that happen again. Bloody Hawthorne should have seen that coming. Yeah, it's the only thing the AFL seemed to learn. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they don't take on much, do they? No. Not very receptive. We'll get to that. It's a huge show we've got lined up. We'll get to the social media stuff first. iTunes, 124 ratings, Tiz. It ticked over one in the time between our last pod and this Did one. Did they write one or just... Do the stars. Nah, just a star rating. Okay. You, you can also leave a review, listeners, if you're so inclined. Yeah, we would appreciate read out that most of the time. Exactly right. Yeah, we're happy to read them out. We're very appreciative of it. Uh, now, Tiz, the thing we usually do with the iTunes ratings can't happen this week, I'm afraid. What, no one's kicked 124 goals or played Or played exactly 124 games. Not one in the club's history has done precisely that number for games or goals. So that's the end of that, I guess. We just, it's a bit deflating on my part. No, no, well. I had nothing to research, nothing. But you don't seem that plus, do no. you? <laughs> You're quite happy to move on. That's all right. Not offended at all. Uh, Twitter <laughs> at Hawk Talk Pod. We're over 1,300 followers now. Now is the time to get on board. Uh, obviously, uh, it's a lot more fun when the season's in full swing, and uh, especially when there's interstate games, as there will be this week, where uh, one of us will be. Well, we tend to live tweet interstate games. We do our best. Yeah, depending on the result. Yeah. No, that's not true. I always try and be there for the people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do in terms of providing coverage. If you can't get to a TV or you don't have access to the game, we're happy to help you out there. You can find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Isn't that just chugging along nicely? That's growing. Well, it's an interesting time on Saturday, isn't it? It's about 4.30 or something, so... Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a twilight game at yeah. uh, Adelaide Oval. It's not really my favourite time to be watching the footy, but... 
Well, I mean, you don't really plan anything for 4.30 on a Saturday, do you? Well, that is true. That is true. It's between commitments. My commitments being getting excited for the game and then relishing the win afterwards. Those are my commitments on a Saturday at the moment. <laughs> hey, uh, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, though. Let's recap some of the stuff that's happened even in just the past week But between our recordings, Tiz. Again, you'd be very happy with this one. Uh, one Connor Nash elevated. One of your favourite hawkers, exciting Irishman. Connor Nash has been elevated to the club's senior list. Uh, with Tom Mitchell moved to the long-term injury list, the spot has opened up. And you've got to say, he's done everything right to earn it. He has. I was surprised he didn't get elevated in November. Mm. But uh, thoroughly deserved, and obviously that sort of indicates that he'll be in the round one side. Yeah, you'd say so. This is, of course, I should add, uh, Nash's second appearance on the club's senior list, having been temporarily elevated in late 2018. And as you so rightly point out, Tears, you'd expect he's picked for round one. And uh, so marks the inaugural Nash Jenkins medal. For, uh, <laughs> yes, the... this, this is good, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Over the back goals. <laughs> the most number of Joe the Gooses kicked in a Hawthorne-Adelaide <laughs> clash. So we'll, we wait with anticipation to see who wins that one. I remember Eddie Betts the other year. He, the first quarter, he kicked three of those out the back. Oh, yes, that's... Fun memories, I those. still lost. <laughs> well, we have a good record against Adelaide, as it turns out. And interstate as well. Yeah, fascinatingly. That's true. As far as the media's concerned, they, they're one of the teams to beat. Uh, I, I saw a few people on the AFL website have them pegged as uh, premiers, which I thought, oh, that's a bit out of the blue. Yeah, that's always fun, looking at what the AFL experts have to predict. D- did you keep an eye on where Hawthorne has been picked by a lot of the pundits? Have you, have you noticed? Yes. I mean, a lot of the time it's... Raised my ire. <laughs> it's you'll notice it's ninth, tenth. I think the lowest we got was fourteenth. Well, well, this is the thing I want to point out. There's that small sort of range, and I I, I particularly like the people who picked ninth and tenth because they're the ones who know to hedge their bets when it comes to Hawthorne. <laughs> they're not going to be caught out. They're like, oh, well, I was close. I said they'd almost make finals. See, they know. They've yeah. been warned. The club knows how to switch it on and surprise everyone, but. Uh, Look, we've given our predictions. We'll revisit them uh, towards the end of the program. But uh, something else is happening around the club. It's not only that Nash was elevated. We had a signing in the past week as well. Yeah, we did. How did you feel about Ned Reeves joining the club, Nick? It's a little bit of... What's that word again? I can't remember. Are you thinking uh, uh, Ned-patism? Yes, that's the one. (laughs) No, it, it might be a little bit harsh, but... I can see how it looks. The optics of it aren't great, you've got to admit. <laughs> I mean, is it the son of Justin Reeves, is it? Yeah, Yes, apparently it is, yes. Yeah, the son of the CEO gets a, uh, a last-minute opportunity, of course, but before that... Uh, well, I mean, it, it just... I mean, finally, perhaps Hawthorne are looking at a father-son academy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in that vein. Yeah, see. okay. Yeah, well, that's not how we're not any it. of the past champions, of course. <laughs> Uh, but CEOs, families—they're they're straight on the list. Um, it, it's wonderful. I think it—I think they're just at the bleeding edge of AFL here. <laughs> I think uh, it gives a new spin to the term "family club." Oh, <laughs> lovely! Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, you say stuff like that, the Geelong supporters are going to run with that, mate. All right now. <laughs> but actually, Ned Reeves. Does stand up to scrutiny when you have a look at uh, stand up, doesn't he? Just two hundred and nine centimeters tall. When uh, he stands, he really stands. <laughs> <laughs> so he's massive. What was Max? Uh, Max was two hundred and six, I think. Okay, so he's taller yeah. than Max. He can hit a target, apparently. 
His disposal mm. efficiency is very high for such a large man. Well, he's kind of been in the system as far as this summer's concerned. He's been busting his gut the whole time. So it's a, you know we we joke that it's nepotism, but the fact is he's he's earned it, and he was taken up as part of the uh, preseason supplemental selection period, the SSP. He's been given a one-year rookie contract. All these oh. new fandangled terms, Tiz. What are they doing to our game? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good question. That could, <laughs> what, that could what be a doing? book or a thesis or. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that came with Will Langford's retirement freeing up an additional space on our list. So we've taken Ned Reeves. He's 209 centimetres tall. He is officially the tallest man to have ever been listed by Hawthorne. Yeah. And um, now I tweeted this out because I know some people are instantly wondering, where does that sit in comparison to Sandilands? Well, it turns out that Ned Reeves is only just two centimetres shy of Aaron Sandilands' height. So he I mean, can probably jump, though, which... Um... <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. He seems... A, a... <laughs> A tad more athletic than Sandilands, it must be said. Well, actually, that's that's the problem. He, he has no stamina at the moment and uh, no quickness of pace. So that'll be what they look look at. But, uh, I mean, people were asking, where does this put Pitnet? Yes, we uh, heard from Andrew on Twitter. At Hawk Talk Pod, Andrew asked, is the signing of Reeves the downfall of Mark Pitnet? Well, not really, because Reeves is a five-year prospect, just as is Mark Pitnet. Yeah, I see where Andrew's coming from. It just might be a bit too early to call that yet. I think it puts a bit of pressure on him. Good. No, it is a good thing. That's what I'm saying. I completely agree. And it also lets him um, perhaps focus more on his game Mm. with uh, Reeves in the side. He doesn't have to do all the rucking down at Box Hill. Yep, exactly right. He can pinch hit. He can play for another position. They can put him forward. He can can learn his craft a bit better. But uh, uh, this, um, this boy, he has some terrific stoppage clearance work, mm. which indicates that if you raise his uh, fitness levels, he can be a very, very... And it's the kind of ruck that we haven't had for generations at Hawthorne. <laughs> you were saying we've been hanging out for this since 1920. Well, since the 20s, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you look back at our sides, the ruckmen never really... Uh, They're not a feature, per se. They're not the priority. I mean, we've had some terrifically uh, tough, leading... Mm. Aggressive Ruckman. Oh, this is not to take away from... Paul Deere wins a Norm Smith. Yeah. You know, but when you think about it, all the stars are from other positions. And yeah, our best that's Ruck I mean. has, been, has been Paul Salmon, of course. Yep. yep. So this could be the start of something different. We uh, heard from Justin, not Reeves. This is one of our listeners, Justin, who weighed in on uh, Ned Although, Reeves signing. I think John Kennedy played Ruck for a little while. Not in a premiership sign, but anyway... All right. We heard from Justin, who wants to know what the deal is with Luke Meadows. He asked, uh, at Hawk Talk Pod, what happened to the mature age midfielder from the Waffle that dominated in the intra-club that signed for Box Hill? Again, referring to Luke Meadows. What did happen, Tiz? Uh, well, he got he got that chance card that you pick up in the in the club rooms before the intra-club, <laughs> yeah. which is the um, John O'Rourke chance card, oh. <laughs> where no one's allowed to tackle you in the intra-club. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. And, that explains uh, a lot. Yeah, that's how he got all those touches. Yeah, no, so I don't know. Ran right with, what, his 32 touches or something, 36? <laughs> yeah, it looked impressive, but yeah. obviously uh, not impressive enough. It's a shame. It sounds like he was going great guns and did what he needed to do. But there is a mid-season draft. So that's true. That's they true. just hedged their bets there. Now, Tiz, something I want some clarity over. You might know more about this than I do. I'm not sure. But where do we stand in terms of spots on the list now that we've signed Reeves? Do we have one left or... What's the situation? We do. Just as uh, Kurt Tippett was able to be replaced at Sydney, we can replace mm. Will Langford. Haven't we done that with Ned Reeves? 
No, because now we have another spot with Tom Mitchell going on a long-term injury list yep. and Nash being elevated from the rookies. Right, so that leaves a space in the rookies. Right. Okay, so then we can use the uh, the mid-season draft. It's all too fun, much. It? It's all too much for me, mate. Yeah, um, I, I I would consider you know um, shooting a bloke in the leg if he wasn't performing and just being able to replace him on the on the list. What do you think? <laughs> just can't you make up general soreness but have it extend the entire season? No, he's not. I gonna... mean, there are a few loopholes here. It's unlike the AFL to leave loopholes. Uh, Next, they'll be making a night grand final. Jeez, <laughs> what else do they think of? We'll get to that, listeners. Don't worry about that. Uh, we've got a progress report for Scully and Birchall as well. It came out as uh, reported in the last week by The Age, who said that uh, Grant Birchall... And everyone else. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, everyone got a bit excited about it. Birchall and Scully have both taken important steps in their comebacks from injury, The Age reports. Birchall battling long-term knee issues has resumed full skills training while Scully, recovering from a serious ankle injury, as we know, joined Birchall in match simulation, suggesting that both are pushing to return sooner rather than later. An indication of how well their performing was, uh, or the expectations on Scully, is that mm. he ran out of defence and hit a target in the forward 50 and everyone spontaneously applauded. <laughs> wow, okay. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure that augurs well. <laughs> baby steps, baby <laughs> steps. He just needs that little bit of encouragement. <laughs> oh, but uh, Smith look, and him on the wing, Dylan oh, Moore, there's a bit of pace there. Yeah, it'd be dangerous. But look, I'll take any positive news where I can get it. Uh, I, I like reading stuff like that. I I hope it's not too far away. Do, are we, are we going to be peppered with stories like this all year? I'm not biting on Birchall ever again. Okay? Yeah, no, that's fair. There's the question of, is he the, is he the future anyway? If he does get healthy... Do we oh, re- there's still games in him. Yeah, but do you really want to see him play... More games than not at this stage? We surely just look to the future. What? He's on the list for a reason. No, I know that, but... He's better than Impy. <laughs> if you get... <laughs> wow. Okay. If you get to like round 14... What do you mean, wow? He definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just so specific in singling one player out. Well, that would be the player that you'd move. Okay. Probably put right. Impy to the forward line. All right. Fair enough. Mm. But I'm just saying, if you get to like round 14 and Birchall's suddenly fit, I mean, do you bring him straight back into the side? I don't know if you do. Not straight back in. He does a All right, sort well, of tutelage. It gets some touch at yeah, Box Hill. Okay, but then, but then when? Because it might be his final year. Do you just sort of? No, it would be his final year. Okay, well, if he go. doesn't play, well, what, this only 10 strengthens, games? strengthens yeah. my point. If he's if there's like seven games left of the season or something, he can make a difference. Well, well, look, yeah, context is everything, isn't it? Really yeah. depends on how the club's going and what we're pushing to do in 2019. You've got to put your best team on the park, because uh, yep. if you don't put your best players out there, you're giving someone a free ride. How about this guy that we haven't seen on the park for some time? A bit of mystery swirling around uh, Dan Howe. We weren't sure what to make of this last time we recorded, but finally there's been a little clarity. Oh, there was a lot of scuttlebutt, wasn't there? There was. But, we, I mean, with good reason. Why was the club being so quiet about it? Maybe they just forgot he existed. <laughs> it seemed that way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, again, harking back to when we were recording, I did. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. No, I did. I, I genuinely thought, oh, yeah, Dan Well, there's Howe. so much other stuff going on at the well, club. Well, there was. There's, and there's so many other exciting recruits and young guys coming through. But And Hawthorne seemed taken aback that anyone actually... Cared. Yeah. They were <laughs> like, they didn't have anything ready to go. No. So if... Whereas if something actually had been happening mm. in the... In the in the background, yep. they'd had something ready. Oh, yeah, that's true. So yeah. that, to me, indicates that he just had some kind of niggle that wasn't responding to treatment for quite some time. Well, I believe it happened in the intra-club. It was indeed a hip injury, 
uh, and he's been out of action since the intra-club clash. So he missed all those hit-outs with Carlton, Brisbane and Richmond. And uh, Clarkson finally offered up some clarity around his absence just a few days ago. He said, there's no mystery to it. He had a very, very minor hip complaint that just niggled and nagged and didn't get right. But he's in full training now and available to play. Now, it's important to add that Clarkson ruled out round one as an appearance for Howe, explaining he won't be selected, I don't think, because he hasn't played a game, but he's in full training. So everyone can just relax. He won't appear in round one, but he will be back soon, hopefully. I like his matchups in round one, actually, so that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, it was. I was just about to ask you, would, would you have taken Howe to Adelaide? And I think the answer would have been yes. But, yeah, uh, but he's lacking match conditioning. Yeah, better to err on the side of caution with that one. Speaking of round one, Maybe we should get to the teams, eh? Well, we don't We don't have the teams, Nick. Well, we don't have them, but we can always speculate. We wouldn't be doing anything that the AFL media hasn't done for the past two months, mate. <laughs> I'm not going to shy away from it. I can give you my projected team for round one. Is this, uh, is this the second half team from the JLT game against Richmond? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't get rid of all of them. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I mean, I'm sure there's a few players that uh, probably featured in that second right, half. Put your Mate, best did, did... WWE voice on and let's go. Let's <laughs> hear the on. lineup. Now, before I get to it, got to warm up those pipes still. Just a, just a minute more. Bear with me. Did you watch the second half of that JLT game? Yes. Now, what did you think? Because I missed it. I missed the whole lot. I had to play catch up. Well played. <laughs> did you end up bothering to watch that? Um, I... I mean, God, of self-abuse. God knows I tried. I tried to watch more than the highlights. But um, Fox Footy were playing it at like, you know, 1am, 5am. And I'm like, this isn't... To see us get smacked in the second half, this is not worth it. I'm not staying up for this. So, no, I just watched highlights. I know that, you know, people were tweeting at us throughout the whole game about the switch to Mitch. And the second I responded... He ghosted. Yep. Yeah, it's a bit well, unfortunate. Most of the backline ghosted. Um, well, the backline has changed up, as I've read. Yes. Like, the, <laughs> you don't seem awfully confident by that. The reports I've read are that the whole complexion of our lineup and our strategy changed after half-time. And as well as Richmond putting the foot on the accelerator, there was a degree of us sort of just playing around a bit. Well, uh, so we have two different kinds of strategy. Hawthorne play very much a structure. And to... Make that work in a in an on-field situation. You go with your best first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we played our best team first and made sure all the structures worked really well and weren't affected by fatigue. Mm. Now, Richmond's yep. attack on the ball and pressure, pressure, pressure is something they've got to have at the end of the game. That's true. Okay, so they basically turned it on at the end, but they missed a lot of shots. Uh, Hawthorne were never really as good as the margin indicated. Mm. Ruffy played very well. He Five goals, like didn't he? That role at the back mm. is going to really suit him. I mean, against Ransom, their experienced defenders, Ruffy had no problems. It seemed like we Scrimshaw still... looked absolutely <laughs> terrific. I thought you were going to say he looked mint. Yeah, you're very pleased. Uh, so, <clears throat> But then he faded. So there's got to be some consistency from Scrimshaw and Lewis, mm. and I just get the feeling that Hawthorne aren't all that prepared for round one. And I think this is going to be one of those years, like last year, where Mm. we get better after the bye. I agree with you. Yeah, I find myself agreeing with you on that. There's going to have to be some gelling with Wingard finally making the lineup. Yep. Scully will be coming in at one point. Yep. Uh, 
got to be some patience with the young Scrimshaw guys. Scrimshaw in the back line there. Yeah, Scrimshaw, for instance. I think there's a lot of fans that feel like they've seen enough based on, what, two or three hitouts to go like, yep, yep, they're the guy. Yep, they're going to be the answer. It's like, eh, I don't think it'll happen that quickly. No one's sat on Jager yet. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, you know, there's not a lot of cover for Jager there if he gets tagged out of a game. Who, who do you go to? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's kind of, again, why uh, losing Tom Mitchell hurts. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, it's going to have to be a group effort, and That's uh, right. the rotations yeah. are going to be incredibly important. Oh, yeah. They've got to work it out to rotate players through the midfield that can just basically help out Jager because he is the number one guy. He's the main man in the midfield. Got to protect him, and when he is nullified, you've got I mean, to get... I mean, we saw Shields doing round-the-back running, yeah. running up the wing, uh, hitting targets in the forward 50 last year. Well, it's going to be a lot harder for him now. I think we can do it, but... Yeah, we've got to be good across the board. Or not even exceptional, just a number of players playing good to great games. Anyway, having said that, yep. let's hear the lineup right, let's for go. the uh, 2019 Premiership yeah, let's team. Go. <laughs> let's go through the lineup. My best WWE voice you wanted. I don't know about that. I'll do my best. It's a shame we don't have more players with more difficult names. <laughs> the projected team for round one from the full back line Blake Hardwick. James Frawley, Ben Stratton. I'm happy with that. Yep. That's not a bad little... Uh, Backline contingent for the uh, first three. Yeah, last line. Yeah, the, the last line, yeah. <laughs> From the halfback line, Jack Scrimshaw, Caden Brand, James Sicily. Look at the uh, disposal efficiency of those fellas. Mm. Quite high. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Coming they off the halfback line. They can all hit targets at 60 metres. <laughs> That is, that is true. You're a big fan of the long raking kicks from halfback, aren't you? Yes, um, it dates back to Clinton Young. <laughs> well, of course. He has, it has the ability to open up the field for your forwards, and uh, if Mitch Lewis can actually run into space, he mm-hmm. will have a great time. I presume you've put... Oh, no, I'm, I'm going ahead. Nah, yeah. Just hang on, just settle down, we'll get to that. Uh, through the centre, we've got Isaac Smith, James Warple, Jarman Impey. You know, actually, I'm going to go for another one on that. James the Warpedo Warple. That's more WWE, isn't it? A little bit. Okay. Uh, we've got Jarman Impey there as well. The half forward line, Connor Nash, Jack Gunston, Sean Burgoyne, and the uh, the forwards, the full forwards, Luke Bruce, Jared Ruffhead, Paul Puopolo, and through the ruck well, division. Well, what, we, what do we think of that? What, the forward line's just in? Yeah. There's a couple of All-Australians there. Yeah, it's the old guard, isn't it? Premiership medals. Yeah, well, I mean, let's count them. We've got at uh, least... Let's not do that. That'll take too long. But <laughs> Really? Will it take too long? Bruce has got three. Popolo's got three. Ruffhead's got four. Ten. <laughs> oh, just that line. I thought you were going to oh, okay, add Gunston all with the oh, three and then Bergwin with the other four. Okay, so 17. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take that long, as it turns out. Uh, uh, look at that. They could get all their premiership medals in that team and just redistribute. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, everyone a medal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is something special, isn't it? Through the ruck division, we've got Ben McAvoy, Jager O'Meara, and Liam Shields. Then we move on to the interchange that I don't think warrants the Dojo Harry Morrison is very angry about not being put on the wing for Impey, but yeah. continue. Okay, well, look, I've designed the inter- interchange in terms of readily switching with some blokes on the field, okay? So Morrison could easily be on the field That's with the That's a general idea. Yeah, I just... <laughs> well, you had to go at me like, he was, like Morrison's going to get zero game time. Well, yeah, go on. The, the, oh, clearly the idea, he switches with Impey. Mm-hmm. 
put me on blast make me try and make me look ridiculous anyway harry morrison james cousins who if you must know would switch out with warple that was the idea there that was the thinking i'm showing my working now jonathan segler and ricky henderson and for the emergencies the switch to mitch is off at the moment you switched it off i switched it off mitch lewis is an emergency though david mirror tim o'brien and dylan moore what's timmy doing there well he's not playing for one Unless there's an emergency. Okay. I mean, when he's listed as an emergency, I mean it in the true meaning of the word. So it not, has to be an emergency. So he's not playing play. round one on uh, on Walker. <laughs> no, Tim O'Brien's not playing on Taylor. He's Walker. not going to blanket him again. No. Ah, okay. No, that that is actually, I reckon that is the game. He's that not would... going to have a match bound on on kicking, <laughs> <laughs> and he just has to handball every possession he gets. That that would be the game, I reckon, on Taylor Walker that would probably destroy Tim O'Brien forever. If you brought him in round one and Walker kicked like six on him, but he's already blanketed Walker before. I just I have a funny feeling about. It. I wouldn't play him. Okay. No way. Uh, but yeah, there, there's my lineup. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's all right. I'm not sure that's a premiership lineup, but uh, well, I'm not sure either, okay. mate. It doesn't have who Scully did, or Wingard. It doesn't have Scully, Wingard, or Mitchell. I don't think it's a premiership lineup either. Okay, but they'll be there by the end of the year, right? I reckon with some games, there'll be some of those guys that might be looking a bit better than they do now. But that is the best team I'd pick at the moment. You wouldn't have Howe? Well, again, well, you, you know, you asked me to pick round one, and he's, okay. he's not available this week. So, otherwise, I probably would. Fair enough. For maybe Morrison or... Hanrahan's a bit unlucky, I suppose. He could have come yeah. in. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, looking at that lineup I just read out, there's no major surprises, is there? No. No, no. It's, it's a, probably well, that's the beauty be. of Hawthorne. They've got a, a fairly well balanced team f- across the years. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we heard from Neil on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. He says pretty much every year Clarko pulls one out of nowhere, and that makes him the best coach in the AFL. So I'm intrigued as to what's up his sleeve this year. I'd like to hear some thoughts on this. Tiz, he's got his work cut out for him because he's known as the innovator, the experimenter, bit of a mad scientist coach. He will pull something out of nowhere. But this year, he's got a whole new set of rules to contend with as well. So uh, what's he going to do? Well, I think you'll find that um, there may be a few centre square infringements. Mm, Okay, do tell. Okay, so you're only allowed 666, right? Unless, of course, there's a free kick in the centre. Are you saying what I think you're saying? A strategic free kick in order to set up differently? Correct. And the team is drilled enough to know exactly when they're going to cost their own team a free kick. Yep. So they know exactly when to move into position. Mm-hmm. That's ballsy, isn't it? To immediately give up the footy to set up the way that you want. Yeah. Whew. You're giving it to the Ruckman. <laughs> yeah, who can theoretically distribute it anywhere they want. Well, as opposed to a 50-50 I would have said contest. anywhere, because not many <laughs> Ruckmen have a terrific disposal efficiency. Well, put it this way. It means they instantly pump it into their forward 50, you would expect. Yeah, where you've got... Most of your lineup by that point, well, yeah. rather than if you've been being if you've been killed yeah. in contested possessions at centre clearances. I, yeah, look, I see some merit. If you in see it. a pattern. Yeah, this is the deliberate foul that they do in basketball. Oh yeah, for sure, it's a strategic foul. But if you're if you are losing the battle in the midfield, and and you really don't have any cards to play, I mean, why you know desperate times, desperate measures, and all that stuff. Especially if you notice that you're scoring. All your goals with Connor Nash running out the back. There's no point winning that centre break. Yeah. 
I guess yeah. If you're if you're just capitalising on turnover after turnover that you're inflicting upon the opposition, then why wouldn't you engineer such a scenario where they had the ball, promptly panicked and just gave it straight back to you? <laughs> I mean, charge! Yeah, that's exactly what it would be. That's right. Uh, well, it's an intriguing take on how uh, the new rules might play out for yeah. sure. Well, of course, ruckmen are going to be grabbing the ball out of the ruck, mm-hmm. which means that uh, you'll have guys just punting on their ruckman, beating the other one. Um, Good time to have a two hundred nine centimetre bloke <laughs> running around the club. Well, that's right. Assuming these rule changes stick. Oh, well, they will. And and the other thing that's <laughs> going to be hugely important, and I can't stress it enough, is mm. that our training and mm. our players' resolve to adhere to the structures that have been ingrained into them, with the absence of a runner, mm. will be extremely important for how we go this year. Puts it back on the strats, doesn't it? Um, First, there's a lot of leaders in that side. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, obviously, Ruffhead just doesn't suddenly disappear. He doesn't lose his voice. Well, there's Gunner as well, yep. who's obviously been recognised as a leader. Mm-hmm. That leadership group is pretty bloody large at Hawthorne now. <laughs> and they're having, like, an anointed leadership group underneath. That's right, yeah, the uh, future leaders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not not as big as, uh, I think one year Geelong had about eight, eight in their leadership group, which is almost yeah. half the, the side on the field. Yeah, uh, it's like, um, you know, the select card company are managing some of these clubs, you know, future <laughs> leaders series and things like that. <laughs> Just a, a new marketing tool, basically. Uh, so but what you... someone did make the point to me that, um, I think it was Xavier Ellis on his podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. He said, I love it when clubs give the captaincy to the bloke they want rather than the bloke the media thinks they should have. <laughs> yeah, well, that's ideally how it should go, surely. Well, there's, and he intimated that there are some clubs that need a good-looking face to get the membership up, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yep. But he respected that uh, Hawthorne had gone and got Stratton. What are you saying about, are you saying about Ben Stratton? Hey, come on. You don't think Stratton's a good-looking unit? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that uh, they've never used him in the, in the media. <laughs> hey, well, Have yep. they? No, that's true. I right? can't deny that. They've never made him the face of the club before. <laughs> it's true. He's not really all over the membership packages. That's right. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. And... <laughs> It's, it's about you. substance yeah. rather than about feel or look or... Yeah, yeah. it's substance over style, basically. Yeah, yeah. think Maxwell. <laughs> I prefer not to. Well, uh, he's a premiership captain. Well, true. I mean, who was, the, who was the captain of Geelong during their... I don't like to acknowledge that Geelong have had success. <laughs> well, they, ha- they were successful. That's what made our victories over them so good. But Tom Harley was hardly the face of that side. Well, where was he in 2008? My favourite thing about Geelong's most successful era recently is uh, the fact that they just need a bit of a rest between premierships. Not Hawthorne, though. Hawthorne gets it all done in one go. They, uh, they do premierships by bulk. Geelong, though, just, just need a bit of a, bit of a kip. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you willing to go with me on this? Oh, well, I mean, Geelong, I don't see them as a threat anymore. If, if, anyone's, <laughs> if anyone's not making finals, it's Geelong. It's true. I think they're about to take a fall, yeah. Uh, that's and, and I see projections that they're top six, even top really? four. Really? Who has them top four? Well, they're, they're looking at Hawkins and going, geez, he has good one-on-one stats, and there's almost like 15 centre Is there anything left game, of his so back? Fantastic. Does he have a spine left? What's, what's oh. going on with his back? <laughs> yeah. can, he, can he get off the ground? Well, they're not a bad club. They're a successful club, but I just don't think they've got the cattle this time around. No, no, I think gravity will get the best of them this time around. They'll... They'll fall down the ladder, I think. Top four. Who's making weight anyway? Some people are putting Sydney in the bottom four. 
Uh, I think that might be a bit too extreme, but I think they might miss finals. Okay. But just, I don't know. You know, it comes to Hawthorne, Geelong, and Sydney in their each in their respective ways. You just you never know. You would not be shocked to see all of them play finals just because of Sydney the clubs they have are. a lot of players reaching their third year in the AFL system. Mm. So that generally goes with an uptick, mm. Mm. but uh, not always. And so, Longmire's been there a while without resounding success. Oh, so close every time. So close. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this clash against the Crows? What's your tip? What's your gut feeling? Uh, just like any interstate game, we need to start really, really well. Yeah. So we'll know within the first 10 to 15 minutes whether Hawthorne are on today, I think. Mm. Mm. It's so often the case with this particular team that we've There's got at the moment. some young players there that need the confidence of that first 10 minutes yep. against that crowd. Yeah, that's going to be full on. That's something I didn't quite take into account. But having said that, mm. is Clarko going to do that thing where he just wears them out? Like <laughs> you, last year, remember that? We'd play this this lovely little formation until halftime, and then finally we'd attack the chess player in the box. Yep. It's great. I mean, that is that is such a difference maker. Like every time you... It gives you, the players confidence too. They know does, that yeah. they've got him to have their back. They're not going to get... yeah. Found out because the coach buggered up. You no, know what they, I mean? they've got a mastermind in the box. So there's a wonderful little clip of uh, uh, Brad Scott, mm. and uh, whenever he sees Buddy, remember yes, that? yeah, he well, he thinks he's that. 13. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was it was talking on Fox Footy, wasn't it? Yeah, and basically fronting up to the fact that everything he tried on that day in Tasmania, he made it worse. Yeah. And just, he could not stop Franklin. Everything he tried <laughs> made him edge closer to number 13 for the day. Oh, I remember where I was watching that. That was a great game. Was a great game. Wish I'd have been there live. That would have been Clarko's also had an interview on there, which isn't bad to watch. It's okay. uh, quite interesting. Might see if I can track that down and link people on the uh, the Twitter. Twitter.com slash pod. Look out for that one. Uh, yeah, I reckon Hawthorne might prevail only just. It'll be tough. I reckon. Either way, either we win or lose, it's going to be close. Yeah, Adelaide are making up for a year of, well, a bit of failure, really. Yeah, They've got to redeem themselves this year. Won't stop me uh, throwing a bit of uh, shade their way, though, Tiz. Oh, is the rant back? The rant's back. What would this podcast be without the rant, apart from the weeks in which I don't do a rant? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we know why we lost to Richmond. Oh, yeah, that JLT clash. I really lost sleep over that one. I thought, yeah, why didn't I do better? Yeah, Did you see Frawley give away that double 50? What is going on? Now, I heard about this, but I haven't seen it. Oh. I know that Hawks fans weren't the Even only I one. Even I knew about that. <laughs> the Hawks fans weren't the only one up in arms about this. I feel like oh, there's it's a, been happening a, throughout the JLT. Yeah, there's a lot of conjecture about it. Is uh, You is can't this... impede the progress of the bloke receiving the 50 metres. Okay. So, so he gets to jog. He gets to jog. No, to he can his... run as fast as he likes. Well, okay. The speed is. Yeah, anyway, I get what you mean. So he can. So you've basically got to hand it over to someone downfield, which means they then get a free man. Yeah, so he can run full tilt from the time that. Yeah, that's and if paid. you impede his progress. God, you have to get back quickly, you don't get you? Get another 50. So as soon as it's called, every single player for your team has to go bloody hell and they have to sprint. <clears throat> well, yes. Or. If you're the defender who's had a call against, you could evaporate. Um, I think that's your mm. only <laughs> recourse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the footage, and I'm thinking this through. How did the AFL not think this through? Uh, 
they're just trying to quicken up the game, have more goals, have more commercial breaks. That's basically what it is. I mean, sounds cynical, but is it not complete fact? <laughs> is it not the point? Anyway, we'll move on to the rant because I should. I'm angry at the AFL, and rightly so. But I should be angry at Adelaide Tiz. Soon you'll be on about this day grand final. Well, I will be on about the day grand final, but for now, it's the woes of the Crows running deep. How much counselling has it taken to erase that fateful September afternoon in 2017? Now, I know what you're thinking. That's old news, Nick. Change the record already. If only the Crows players had the luxury to change the record on that bloody bus ride, am I right? You thought you were sick of the Richmond Club song. I'd have thought the Hawks' victorious Adelaide Oval has a sickeningly familiar ring by now. We've had your number for years, Adelaide, and I see no reason to buck that trend now. Of course, there's another pattern I've noticed. All the so-called media experts have picked our fall from premiership contention yet again. But all that means is the stage is officially set for the Hawks to embarrass the pundits. And it all starts with you, Adelaide, when this twilight game marks a new dawn for the mighty Hawks. So what happens if we don't win? <laughs> well, it won't be my fault. <laughs> we know that, because I just delivered a rant. I did my bit for the team, Tiz. It's up to them now. <laughs> all right, let's look at the month ahead. Let's. Given... That we probably don't win. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, the odds are pretty bad for us. They are, actually, yeah. So, no one rates us. That's true. They rate us enough to give us a hard draw, but not enough for us to win the first game. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, following Saturday, we've got the Dogs at the G. Yes, yep. Now, they're not so great. No. They can't tell a forward from a defender, (laughs) which is terrific. Yep. Uh, and then we've got your favourite mob the following Sunday after that. North Melbourne. North Melbourne. Are they fielding the women's team? Because then they might have a shot. No, the women's team didn't make finals. Did, did they not make finals in the end? Yeah, due to the conference system. Wow, this embarrassment of a club just gets worse and worse. <laughs> Wowie. All they had to do was win and they would have played finals, but uh, they're all, you know, gut-wrenching about how bad the conference system is and no, yeah. how it was all... A ploy by the AFL. Oh, yes. Making excuses. That shin bone of spirit. Yeah, that, oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, we could never find the origin for that. Yeah. Something about... Something about a butchers, wasn't yeah, it? Hanging, yeah, hanging shin bones in the butchers or something. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so we've got the dogs, who, let's face it, won't be... So that's an expected win. Well, the... And then North Melbourne, who play Frio in the first round and may mm. get trounced. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. Their defender's looking a bit proppy. Yep. Okay, so uh, they mightn't be at the best start. Mm-hmm. It'll be a really big game, that North Melbourne game. Yeah, Looking I think forward so. to that. Yeah, that makes two of us. But if we get that first Adelaide win, we are on for a, for a few wins in a row. I think so, yeah. yeah. Because we've got St Kilda after North. Yeah, who... I mean, they well, they're, just, they're just a troubled club. Yeah, they, aren't, they can't be much this year, surely, St Kilda. Well, I mean, they've got some spirit there, but everything seems to go wrong for them. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it does it does bode well, but as you say, this this first clash is pretty pivotal. It's probably the hardest one out of the ones we've mentioned just then. So JLT I mean, Adelaide looked okay. They won both games. Who'd they play? Uh, they played GWS. Yeah, GWS. And they that's played right. Port Adelaide. Okay, all right. So they don't call that one a showdown, do they? I think they did. Do they actually? Mini showdown. Mini showdown. All right. Got a lot to learn about South Australian football. Won't go there, of course, but. <laughs> <laughs> Have you actually picked any interstate games to attend? Well, last time we recorded, we actually mentioned on air that Canberra might be the go. I think Canberra's the yeah, go. I reckon that at the moment. Yeah, we're looking into that. Look at flights for that one. I'd still want to go down to Tassie, but, uh, oh, look. If anyone, if we do have listeners in either of those places, we'll keep you posted. And uh, You want to see us play Frio in Tassie? 
Oh, maybe. Again, so much is contingent on how these opposition teams go. Is they it? only want to go down oh, you're, for a you're win. A late, late booker. <laughs> well, no, because then it costs too much. <laughs> so I, I lose both ways. It's no, like, you well, stow away on that ferry. I won't care. <laughs> oh, geez, I don't travel well either. <laughs> it's not a pretty sight. Uh, all right, so we're both. I guess we're both cautiously optimistic, are we, about this game? I wouldn't say I'm optimistic. We're going to get mm. some judgment calls on a few young players. I think. I don't think we'll get killed. Too early for judgment calls, do you think? No. No? Okay. Because this is the cauldron. That's true. Adelaide. Yep. And uh, I guess they'll get another chance. But um, if they stand up for this, mm. oh, it, we're going to do all right. I, I think so. Now, you mentioned it's the cauldron. I mean, our very last game, well, our last two games of last year were the epitome of a cauldron, each of them. And we had guys, our young guys, really sort of failing to step up and make the grade on those two games. This is the big test for blokes like Warpole and Nash to see if they can start to right those wrongs and really step up under pressure. Yeah, correct. And don't forget that uh, Burgoyne and Bruce fluffed their lines that night as well. Oh, yeah. No, I I'm, I'm, don't mean to pick on just the young guys alone. It, our whole team, we weren't very good, hence why we lost. <laughs> Basically as simple as that. Uh, mate, looking ahead, there's been some other news uh in, in the week about Hawthorne. We're looking ahead now to our Dingley Fortress taking shape. Oh, yes, Dingley Dell, yes. <laughs> the Herald Sun has reported that Hawthorne's new training hub based in Dingley, the Kennedy Community Centre, it's called, set to be ready in 2022. It's going to serve both the women's and men's AFL teams. It's slated to be one of the most preeminent facilities in Australian sports, spanning 80 acres and clocking in at $135 million, Tiz. And built on trash. <laughs> which you... First, you actually touted that. I love how the news, like they'll, they'll report like that's an exclusive. We heard about this at the AGM. Yeah, we that did. figure was touted at the AGM, so it's not news at all. Yep. Uh, it will reportedly include an MCG-sized ground, uh, elite aquatic and gym facilities, a 500-seat stand. Which I love. Yep, and uh, one of its major objectives is to improve community involvement with the club, which seems to be a pretty strong focus yeah. of the club these days. Um, well, it's a strong focus to get funding, Nick. Yes, uh, yes. that is certainly the cynical slash correct take. That's how you get hold of the taxpayers' money. Oh, we're doing it with the community as well in mind. <laughs> I mean, well, we don't want to be funding it all ourselves. I mean, what what can I say at this point? I mean, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> like it's what it's what it is. Yeah, but I can think of far worse ways to spend that money. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember, uh, Collingwood seemed to get a few good deals. That's right. Didn't they? Yep. With their Lexus Centre. Yeah. Deals are got to get done somehow, mate. Mm-hmm. This club has got to become more elite than it already is. We're going to become the elitist. <laughs> the elitist. <laughs> the elitist. EST. Yeah, not IST. No. I, got, I got it, yeah. <laughs> Although... We can be that. Well, I can't wait to go down there and play a bit of basketball. Is that right? Yeah. You're a fan of the basketball, eh? No. No. Can I uh, interject with something? <laughs> you spent the last weekend sailing, <laughs> and <laughs> you didn't much enjoy it, and your complaint was you were stuck on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> that was your first complaint. In the middle of the water. Yeah. Yep. And I said, that sounds like sailing to me. I don't know what was advertised to you, but... <laughs> Well, I mean... Sorry, I just found that amusing. Oh, I didn't realise you'd be so bored. Well, what were you doing? Were you fishing? What, were you, what yeah, was the point? Yeah, that's also not a great... <laughs> Use of time. Well, entertainment. Um, well, it's a bit of a time vacuum, isn't it? Like, you have to wait a long time for something to happen. I think this is probably more a comment on the crew than... Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hello. 
Well, I don't want to put anyone on blast accidentally here, so maybe we just move on. I'll turn my anger to uh, the AFL. That's something I can easily do, just project my anger on them. They've confirmed that this year's grand final will remain in its traditional afternoon time slot. What a surprise. Boring. Hurry up and move it. <laughs> I mean, what what is their end game here? Cause... Their end game is to let the MCC members line up at a more, you know, enjoyable hour. Dignified time. Yeah. <laughs> so they open the gates at about like one o'clock rather than eight. Mm. You know, we can all get up at about five rather than twelve. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were being facetious or not. Do you actually want it moved? Who cares when you win it? That's why when Gil said I've asked the captains yeah. and they don't mind. Of course they don't mind. They of course they care. don't bloody mind. They'll they be, just want to win one. Yeah, exactly. They'd, they'd be just, happy to be there. Exactly. They'd be thrilled to turn up. Yeah. Get, get the chance. I don't care when it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, Wonderful, Gil. Yep. You just... Um, yeah, all right, mate. Why, why are you telling us? Ask you, the converted again. <laughs> The captains must be, why are you telling us? You're going to do exactly what you want to do. We just play the bloody thing. You guys run the comp. Like, you, you guys are going to do what you want. Why on earth, when I go to the AGM, mm. do I hear custodians of the club and we're looking after the culture of the club and yep. all this kind of garb, and yet you hear from the AFL and it's, we're doing this, we want to do this, we thought we'd try this. There's none mm. of this, we're custodians of the game, we're going to look after it, yeah. we're going to preserve its, uh, well, uh, I don't know. Tradition. Tradition. It's a good Seems point. Seems to be the buzzword. Yeah. Or, or what people enjoy about the game. Perhaps they could preserve that as well. It, it's hard because I'm a fan of thinking... Could they have a traditional round where all the games started at 2 o'clock <laughs> on a Saturday or a Sunday? Bugger the broadcasters. Yeah. Let's see them cope with this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, press red for, you know, eight channels of live <laughs> footy. Does your TV do picture in picture? <laughs> Not since the early 2000s? Oh, that's too bad. Uh, I, look, I, I get it. I think there is a need to think in, in terms of innovation and always be striving to, you know, think of how to make the game better. But it doesn't yeah, but mean that they don't ever you... have a duffel coat day. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just, they've gone too far the other way. They're too preoccupied with bigger, better, different. How, how do we reinvent the wheel every single year? There is no year that goes mm. by now where nothing happens. They're always yeah. innovating. Yeah. Oh, say can you see by the AFL skies. It's all <laughs> Americanized. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for Gil to get a comb over, to be quite honest. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and an oval office. I think I think you could do well with that. Yeah, initially the plan was an oval office with a 10-metre square, but now it's going to be a 15-metre <laughs> square. <laughs> so there you go. They t the change runs right through the organisation, yeah, as it turns out. Beautiful. Oh, dear. I mean, the reason we're talking about this, we heard from, uh, on Twitter, AFL4Fans, who clearly, with a username like that, clearly very concerned and wanted us to talk about... <laughs> it was just a... Hang on. That was a Twitter account that began five minutes before it tweeted at us. Is that so? Did you yeah. check this? It had no followers. Wow. I, I, I didn't realise so, that. Uh, well, they're really fired up then. Yeah. They really wanted us to talk about it. Uh, please, in your next podcast, come down hard on the AFL for trying to move the grand final time. Think of all those great memories we have as Hawks supporters of the grand final days. Feels like so many other team supporters don't understand its beauty and it's kind of our fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly was for three years wow. there. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I actually, at the end of the day, I don't mind, personally. But the fact is, I know that so many people hate it. That and argument, the AFL don't care. But the argument that uh, we can't have it at that time because people will be too drunk and forget what happened. <laughs> is that an argument, is that it? That is apparently a, a well-versed argument online. Mm, okay. 
It's going to change at some point. They'll tinker with it. But that's what I hate. The tinkering. Make a friggin' decision. Exact the will of the people. Like, uh, pay attention to what the members and the supporters want. That's all I ask. And if the supporters start wanting a Twilight or Night Grand Final, pull the trigger. Don't. They're in this weird sort of halfway point at the moment where they do, they do need to decide and stop tweaking. If they're going to do it, just don't pretend like you care what people think. The fact that you tout it every year, the AFL going, yeah, we might, we might do this, and they enrage everybody. If, you'd, if you're going to do it, just do it. Stop disrespecting the fans by making it seem like you care what they think because that's not how it comes across. And if it's not your position, just do it. We'll all. Ro- what choice do we have? We'll all roll with it. If you make it a Twilight or Night Grand Final, no supporter's going to be like, well, I bloody won't rock up then. If my team gets in, I won't be there. Did you just rally against consultation, Nick? Is that is that what that was? Did I rally against consultation? Yeah. You don't want to be consulted? Well, I do want to be, but I don't think the AFL are interested in doing it. Okay. There's nothing that suggests that they give a stuff what fans think. So stop asking. Yeah, so basically stop putting up this facade of giving a crap and you just do it. don't care. Don't act like you care. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, yeah it, it is basically that <laughs> argument. It's not for the fans. It's for the commercial aspect of it. And if I'm right, which I'm fairly sure I am, just do it. It's not... like Yeah, they're, they're in a position where they can be arrogant about it. Because the AFL can just go, well, what are you, you going to do? You're not going to not turn up to the grand final if your team's playing. Why don't they just do it? This is also why they don't have interstate grand finals anymore, where both sides are from an interstate club. just doesn't happen. Have you noticed? Yeah, no, I, I have noticed. I think interstate teams notice as well, yeah. <laughs> the fans. But what what is in it for the AFL to host it at uh, host a grand final at Metricon? <laughs> There's nothing in it for them. They, they, it's the bottom line. They're thinking about the money. They're always going to have it at the MCG if they can. If they can get away with it. And everyone will always travel to the MCG to see it. And they'll always spend a bucket load of cash to do it. That's all that matters here. And I just, I, I would prefer the AFL just say, they'll never do it, obviously. They'll never come out and be this frank about it. But just say, yeah, look, honestly, um, there's more commercial opportunity by having it in Twilight or Night. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, we'll see you guys next year at 5.30. Just just do it. Stop pretending. Anyway, that's enough Just on disrespectful. That. Yeah, it is enough on that. It's, I mean, it's a dead and buried because issue now. Gil's getting paid a fortune. We don't exactly know how much, but, um, you know. Well, you can't help but feel that this is all very stage-managed, isn't it? The news, you know, it all revolves around, well, what are they going to do with the grand final? And meanwhile, they have... Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Gil's counting his cash. Exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, well, mysteriously, hey, when did he get a pay rise? What were we doing that day? I think we're all distracted by something. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? Weird how that happens. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, miscellaneous listener oh, questions. I guess he didn't study the French Revolution for nothing. <laughs> we've got, this is your favourite segment, let's be honest. Your miscellaneous listener questions. You love these. Uh, we've got a couple of questions that we actually covered on last pod, but I think uh, they, bear, they bear revisiting just quickly ahead of the uh, start of the season. We heard from Gary who said, who will step up this season and have a breakout year? Dan Howe. Dan Howe, is that who you said last time? No, I don't even remember. It. You changed it. All right. Well, there you go. There's a there's a breaking news exclusive from the Hawk Talk podcast. I still think um, Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore is my guy. I think uh, he'll be a gem this no, year at some young. point. Too young. Too young. Yeah. All right. You might see out the season. I didn't poo-poo yours. You don't you have can. to. Well, I'm not going to because I'm not that guy. He's a bit, but he's he's a bit too young. Uh, Moore. He'll he'll have flashes, but uh, it's all right. Yeah. I don't need him to set the world on fire. I just. 
you know, breakout year. See what he could be. Uh, John tweeted us as well, at Hawk Talk Pod. What are your expectations for this season? Now I said, for me, I reckon eighth. I reckon just scraping into finals and what we do from there is anyone's guess if we do, in fact, make it at all. Tiz. Expectations will vary from week to week. <laughs> <laughs> are you about to drop really pleasing on me? <laughs> uh, well, I said fifth, but... Uh... Are you a bit shaky after JLT too? No. No, no. I just realised that there's not a lot of depth there. Mm. Mind you, Richmond don't have as much depth as they did. Yeah, that'll be a challenge for them as well. Now they've yep. got Lynch. A few players have walked out of the club. Anthony Miles now at Gold Coast. You know, a couple of injuries. They're very much back to the pack. Yeah. I mean, a few players across the league starting to accrue injuries. And I did say to you, uh, I, uh, whether it was on the pod, I'm not sure. It might have been at, at a pub at some point this year. But... Uh, you know, we did lose Mitchell, but all it takes is, you know, for us to be right back in contention, though that is a massive blow. Yeah, but we don't want premierships being decided by who gets the least injuries. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Like Richmond. I agree. Well, you have to be realistic. Like, sometimes it works out that way. Or the dogs. Yeah. No, I know. I'm not I'm not Two any low more... lights in <laughs> AFL history. <laughs> I'm not any more happy about it than you are. You know this. Now, this other question we got from Big Jace. This is a big one. We might just have to go with gut feel on this because I'm sure we could debate it for hours. Uh, Big Jace tweets us at Hawk Talk Pod. If you could pick only one Brownlow medalist to play for us in 2019, who would you pick out of Dipper, Platten, Crawford, Sam Mitchell, and Tom Mitchell? I'd pick Mitchell. <laughs> well done. You found the loophole. Thank you. Expertly done. It might be because it's still raw, but I just want Tom Mitchell back. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess he's I, in a bit of, got better fitness than the others, I suppose. <laughs> So you're not taking any of these players at their prime. You're saying in 2019. <laughs> well, he did say for us in 2019. Yeah, that's it true. It did have that context. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, Although I wouldn't mind Dipper coming through and uh, getting about 12 weeks for an elbow to the face. <laughs> it would be a sight to behold for sure. We need to uh, we need to wrap this thing up. It's our uh, second podcast of the year. It's good to be back, isn't it, mate? Ah, it's good fun. We're just getting into the swing of it too. Actually having some passion into the games rather than watching... Mm. Fellas try and avoid injury. Yeah, basically. Uh, in the JLT will be great. Yeah, completely different beast JLT. We're ready, raring to go for the season and uh, going to be doing it on a weekly basis as well. You can expect the podcast more often, more consistently. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes, 124 ratings now, as I said. Get on there, leave us a review, leave us a rating. We really appreciate it. You jump on Twitter as well, at Hawk Talk Pod, over 1,300 followers. Now, as I say, is the time to get on board and uh, I reckon I might try and live tweet this game, this round one game. It is an interstate one. We always try and live tweet the interstate games, and I reckon I might have a crack at that. Get excited with everyone for the first game of the season. You can find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. I think it's going to be a, a tough game, but I back us in. Have you gotten used to Captain Ben Stratton? Yeah. Strats has been, uh, he's been quiet, but I look forward to seeing him lead us to victory on uh, on Saturday night, Saturday twilight even. There hasn't been a big song and dance about Strats, though, has there? There needs to be some fanfare. Well, what were you after? I don't know. Something that's fair and from the fans? <laughs> I think I can do that. You, you actually did say you, you wanted a bit of a song and dance, right? Yeah. I reckon I could sort you out with that. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. Mr. Stratton, bring us a dream. Make it a win for the brown and gold team Give it your best to the final siren 
And if you're lucky, you'll miss roaming Brian Stratton. You've just one goal. Double your tally before you're too old. Premier's 2019. Mr. Stratton, bring us a dream.